Welcome back to the Big Red Hunters podcast. We want to start out by saying thank you to our sponsors, Big Farig Coolers. They offer coolers, cattle coolers that hold medication and vaccinations, tumblers, growlers, and dry boxes. The coolest thing about Big Farig is you can customize it, customize it all with whatever you want. Uh, check them out at bigfarig.com, and uh, if you have any questions, email at info at bigfarig. Our next one is Glory Visuals. They specialize in wedding and commercial films. So they do videography and it's incredible. Y'all should go check them out on social media. You also can check them out on glorivisuals.com. Next up, Other Grass Outfitters. They specialize in dry field and Canada goose hunts. Uh, they run from November through February, and they've done an awesome video of Dive Bomb Industry, so you check it out. If you want to book a hunt, uh, call Crager at 308-637-7777, or check the other guys' outfitters on Facebook and Instagram. Next up is Faithful Images. Ooh. This is our personal photography business. Um, you can check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Faithful Images Nebraska, or our website, our website, faithfulimages.org. Next up, uh, Redbeard's Custom Calls. He runs the Timber Rattler or the Cut Down Duck Call and Crossing Guard Goose Call. Awesome calls, awesome quality. This guy's no, he knows what he's doing. So give uh, Andrew a call at 712-898-6989 and uh, let him know we sent you because he'll give you 10% off. Yeah, buddy. All right, next one is Chaku Peru, owned by Angelo. He specializes in big game and waterfowl hunts in the U.S., Mexico, South America, Europe, and Australia. So you can check him out at chakupuru.com or contact him at 469-999-4043. Last one up and a new sponsor to the podcast, Whitetail Taxidermy in Louisville, Nebraska. Owned by Jody Schultz. Uh, you might know him as Pappy from our YouTube. Awesome guy, and he's an award-winning taxidermist. So give him a call at... 402-630-0031. With that being said, those are our BRH podcast sponsors. We appreciate each and every one of them. And let's jump into the episode. Three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Big Red Hunters Podcast. I'm Shay Didle. And I'm Hunter Didle. And today we are going to talk about how we got started hunting and our favorite hunting stories. So babe, how did you get started hunting? Well, I've got I've got quite a few different uh, ways I got started. The one that uh, comes to mind early on was I got started with hunting with my grandpa out on the Platte River um, if you ever had the chance, it is a phenomenal site. Uh, a lot of mallards, um, just the river in general is just great to be on. There's so many nature, nature sounds, and there's a lot of nature in general, birds, deer, turkeys. So that's, that's, uh, one way I got started. The second one, um, deer hunted, mostly mule deer, a lot out in the canyon south of, uh, where I grew up at. And, uh, did a lot of chasing in the canyons, had a great time with my dad and my brother. 
And uh, that's how I got started upland hunting too. I remember so many stories of my dad. <laughs> he would just like dump me out and he would, he, him and dad, and, or excuse me, him and Adam would just go take off and hit the canyons and he'd dump me out and be like, well, walk the bottoms and see if you could find a rooster. And uh, I rarely found a rooster. And if he, if I did, I would walk up on it and not be paying attention to just take off and I'd just totally whiff. So, so. it's just like a good way of getting you kids out of the house, basically. Well, I, they, <laughs> they were deer hunting. It was just a way for get him or get me out of the house or <laughs> get me off the four-wheeler while they go chase deer. But, That's I mean, really. Uh, so that was uh, deer hunting. Uh, but also I did deer hunt. I did rifle. And we actually did a lot of black powder. We did more black powder than we did rifle. And if you're a new hunter out there and you're looking to deer hunt, maybe look at different ways other than just the mainstream because everybody in Nebraska wants to go out for rifle season. That's just, I, I realize as a family tradition, but if you're new into hunting and don't have a lot of access, there's a lot of landowners that'll give you access through black powder rifle. Um, so that's, that's a different story. It's probably another whole podcast in itself. But the third way is... Um, we used to hunt on a little warm water slough, and to this day, it's still my favorite hunting. Um, it is lights out uh, late season when everything else is um, basically iced over. Um, when there's really cold and really windy, they get blown off the river, and then they get blown off a couple other places they like to roost at. And it's lights out because they don't think about it. They just dump in. And actually, a couple of our favorite stories that we're going to be talking about is uh, has has to do with that uh, warm water slew, but we'll get there. So how did you get started hunting, Hunty? Honey. <laughs> Hunty, is that our my new nickname now, Hunty? Apparently. Oh, man. Um. Well, I started hunting, I'd say, probably... In high school, um, I actually got it introduced into hunting from an ex-boyfriend. Boo. Yeah, boo. Um, but good old Weeping Water, Nebraska, um, actually has a good amount of waterfall out there. But I actually um, introduced hunting through deer. So rifle, super uh, laid back, went out there, dead silent, shoot a deer. I actually got my first deer. Um, it's a five by six, and I named it Henry. It's currently on the wall right next to me. So, listeners, over here, who do you think has actually shot a bigger deer between the two of us, between Shay and I? <coughs> <coughs> it's me. <laughs> yeah, it is Shay. Shay has definitely whooped me on the deer, uh, the deer size. Whoop, whoop. So you'll have to check out our instagram i think there's a photo of henry if not we'll have to put one on there yeah just we'll me that. and henry but that's kind of how i got started but then me and my brother actually as he got older he got into it um just because he like did trap and really started like he started doing rodeo getting into that kind of stuff so hunting actually came kind of a tradition for me and my brother every year to get a deer and then we'd make jerky or yeah jerky or jerky sticks for the family and that was kind of just our thing we bonded over but Actually, waterfowl was the first time I ever done with you. I never really, I knew what waterfowl was, but had no interest. Didn't know what the heck to do. I was like, it's flying. How do I even shoot it? Like, it, yeah. So that was definitely a new game for me when we started dating because did not at all have any interest. But now I love it. It's way more fun than deer or even turkey, I think. I just that? have a blast. Oh, it's so fun. I mean, 
one, I can talk. Surprise. <laughs> During deer season, you can't talk. During waterfowl, you can talk all you want. Um, but I don't know. It's just like you, there's, you see so much more than like deer. Deer, I mean, you would wait four or five days just to see something. And if you don't hit it, like you're got another three more days until you see another thing. As for waterfowl, you at least see stuff flying and you at least get to be interactive with the hunt and not just stare at land, which every now and then it's nice. But after the fifth day of staring at land and not seeing a deer, you kind of just want to give up. So for me, the thing with deer that kind of keeps me away from deer hunting is the thought of, okay, if it's not a massive, okay, so you get a massive deer and that's awesome. You can shoot it and you're all excited, right? But majority of the time when you're hunting, you're not going to see massive deer. So you're sitting there thinking of the cost benefit analysis of sitting there like if i shoot this deer <laughs> i gotta gut it i gotta drag it drag it it's like get it back to that the was house. the hard part for me <laughs> my 130 pound body dragging a deer twice my size i can just see, see <laughs> i i can sit i can watch that whole thing happening and you just like cussing at it nicely <laughs> gosh darn it you damn deer i love you but oh, god this thing you're is too so, heavy this thing is so big gosh it's so cool but I want to take selfies, but I got to drag it. <laughs> so, yes, definitely deer hunting was the beginning of hunting for me, but the love for hunting is definitely for waterfowl for me. So, that's kind of my story. But, yeah, let's uh, transition into uh, our favorite hunting stories. What's your Ooh. favorite hunting story? Well, we first got to tell them the titles, babe. I mean, okay, the titles okay. are pretty awesome. So, we got three stories to share with you guys. Um, our first story it's called Frozen Butt Cheeks. Our second story is called No Duck for Shay. Surprise. And our third story, which is our my absolute favorite, I'm super excited to share with you, and it was actually mentioned in our first podcast, was Gun vs. Water. And so I'm going to have my husband start us off with your favorite story. So which one's your favorite, babe, out of those three? So my favorite is Frozen Butt Cheeks. Ooh, get so, it. Mm. So let's set the season, or... Er, season <laughs> uh the scene here so i talked about um, a warm water slough so the warm water slough is best um in my opinion everybody has opinion but in my opinion the best time we had uh the most ducks was like either late december or january uh that's when western nebraska really gets its mallards from south dakota north dakota up north so you get these really thick like big northern mallards at that time frame now like I said, there is a couple big roosts um, out that direction. And so when those are open, they actually like those uh, roosts. They don't – there are some locals that hang out on that uh, uh, warm water slough, but for majority of the time, they're sitting on those big roosts and then going to feed and then going straight back. So it is late – or excuse me, it's early January – Frozen, probably anywhere from 30 to 20 degrees, crisp. My least favorite time. So at this point, I'm like 9 or 10 years old. So I was not a big kid growing up. I was not. I didn't have a lot of meat in my bones. I was a little skinny mini. I could have eaten your lunch. (laughs) They definitely did not have like the type of gear that we have today where it's it's warm, you know. Right. Um, So I'm like... Shay, when she goes on a really, like, cold hunt, she looks like a big old Oompa Loompa. <laughs> I gotta stay warm somehow. You girls know what I'm talking about. It's hard <laughs> to stay warm out there. Okay, so 
I'm in this big Oompa Loo. It's really cold. Um, I'm a kid that doesn't uh, make it outside that much. I was a little nerd kid. But uh, so jump out of the truck. It's freezing. And we park at the top of the hill for this landowner, and we walk clear down the slough. I would say it's about where we were parked at the time, probably a half a mile. Uh, at the time, we didn't have a four-wheeler, nothing. Basically, at, before they really had sleds, you had a bag of decoys. So you get this big old string bag of decoys. Uh, the time we would walk in with this hay bale blind. So carrying it down the hill, I'm just fuming at this point. Are just, you freezing? Uh, I'm freezing on the outside, but I'm sweating on the inside of this whole oh. oompa, oompa Loompa stuff. So warm butt cheeks. Yes, warm <laughs> butt cheeks. So we get down. We get down to where it's at. Now, to put it in perspective, this warm water slough is fed by a natural spring. What mm-hmm. that means is the mud underneath of it is fed by a sulfur spring, so it's really smelly, for one. Oh, gosh, and I know two, exactly what you're talking about. So, two, it's really soft underneath. So, you step in, and you think you're ankle deep. You're not. Y'all, it stinks so bad. <laughs> so, so, next thing you know, you're, like, knee-deep, and the... This one little hole that uh, was open at the time, and some it changes all the time, but open at the time, like you could be chest deep and nothing flat. Like it's, you know, in January at 20 degrees, it's dangerous. So us being young kids, I'm probably 10. My brother's like 13. My dad doesn't want us getting in the water, right? Because he doesn't want to get stuck or he doesn't want us to get water in our waders. And that's, you know, a safety hazard, a hypothermia situation. So, get down, dad's starting to throw out decoys, and to bring another part of the story in, we had just got a new hunting lab, her name was Blondie, and unfortunately, she passed away last year, which was really hard for me, but um, she was with us, and being a new dog, obviously, this is a totally new scenario, you can train as much as you want off-season, but it's really hard to transition to hunting, uh, just because it's a whole new experience for the dog. So, put it in perspective. My dad's throwing out decoys. Dogs running around. We're trying to set up this little hay bale blind. Well, we had gotten there late enough to where, like, it's a few minutes before shooting time. Dad's throwing out decoys. Next thing you know, he's stuck. Like, chest deep water, worried about mm-hmm. falling in, stuck. And when you get stuck in this stuff, it's not, hey, I'm going to drag myself out. It's, I'm stuck to the right. point of I can't move. And I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> so um, he's trying to get himself out, not trying to fall in. Uh, we've got ducks diving into the decoys. I'm talking like packs of like three to five that are just dumping in our decoys. And if you've ever been in that scenario, like it is so exciting. It is one of the best moments to have ducks like, dumping into your spread before shooting time because seeing the ducks work in hearing them the whistling of their wings splash the water it's just a fun scenario to be in so Nala, or excuse me our dog now blondie is jumping into the water trying to catch these ducks jumping up and the whole experience dad's freaking out yelling get your guns blondie's trying to jump in the water and catch these ducks and like we're trying to get a handle on her trying to get everything set up, and it is a complete disaster. Still to this day is one of my favorite stories just because it's just uh, funny to look back on and laugh on, and it's um, a huge and it's a really fun story for my family. But uh, that's that's the frozen butt cheeks. 
Frozen butt cheeks. What's uh what's your uh, favorite story there, babe? Mine's the third one, but we're actually gonna jump to the no duck brochet. <laughs> ah, this is such an embarrassing story, but I thought, why not? Y'all need to hear it. So we're in good old North Platte, Nebraska. Actually, I believe in this same area you were just talking about. Same warm water slough. Okay, it's the same one. Um, yes, by the way, it stinks. Like, when you cut open a deer to gut it after you get it, like, it would be like nicking the gallbladder, like that kind of smell. It's just, oh, God awful. So, we show up, we get into this little, I don't know what you want to call it, ravine. Uh, so, it's a warm water slew. It's not very far um, like higher width wise. So you're probably like 20 yards, 20 yards between banks, but the way the banks are, they're, uh, shaped to where you can actually sit in the bank. So that's okay. how we're set up. So I'm like sitting in this little spot and it, it's kind of cold, but not too bad. And, you know, I, I felt like this was maybe like one of my first hunts with your dad, if I'm right. Um, it was and- actually like early on our, well, in our relationship into hunting because you hadn't shot your first duck yet yes correct exactly so this i was super excited because i just wanted to get a duck so bad plus i wanted to show off to my boyfriend and my boyfriend's dad i just wanted to (laughs) impress everyone so i was already like on the prowl i was ready and i was ready to get my first duck and so we're sitting there and i have my 20 gauge and i'm just chilling and i'm all loaded ready to go all alert and all of a sudden I hear this duck in this like I'm gonna just call it pond because I don't like the word saloon that's weird so this pond (laughs) and so I'm sitting there I'm like oh my gosh I hear one hunter is there one right there and he's like yeah shh be quiet and so he's like trying to get this duck to like fly I think it was a teal actually so let's let's whoa whoa. what's back of just Mm. so I'm I'm so excited to try to get her first duck this is like one of the best places because it's not pressured that heavily so ducks just like dump in so it's early morning only a couple minutes till shooting time Mm -hmm. and yes there's a green wing teal that just dumps in it's just like hanging out and go it's basically asking me to take its life I mean I felt pretty bad but so it's chilling it's almost hunting time hunter finally looks at the clock and it's time to shoot and this thing wouldn't get up off the water. It would just stay there no matter what we did. And so finally, it flew up in the air and I get ready to point my gun and all of a sudden it, it gets jammed. And I cannot tell you the emotion that went through my body besides looking at Hunter and pointing at my gun. It's jammed. It's jammed. And I'm trying to like unjam this thing as these things are flying. And I literally could have turned my gun around and smacked this duck or teal like a bat and a ball because I just wanted to get it so badly, but I didn't. And it flew off into the horizon and I missed my duck. And so I ended up actually bawling in front of him, which was like super embarrassing because I really wanted it that bad. I was just bawling. Not, not just me, my dad too. Yes. So I was crying over this duck. They're like, wow, this girl's committed in hunting. Dang, crying about a duck. But that is my story of no duck for Shay because unfortunately I did not get that duck. But it's okay. It's a great story. So, it's, yeah. Great it story. was a good time. And like I said, it the memories are where. Uh, the fun part comes out and especially hunting with family. But uh, I think it's time to move on to the best story, story ever. All right, y'all gun versus water. 
So, all right, give so, a little background. Okay. You can you can start. Hunter likes so, to talk. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, this was early season, and uh, we had spent we we worked quite a hard or pretty hard to build a blind. So last year they planted basically it's a, a pond that floods out into this field because it's the field's pretty low. Uh, but this year they planted soybeans. So because they planted soybeans, there wasn't any cover for us. So we had built a blind and building a blind is, that was a whole story in itself, but it was hot and it was not very fun, but built this blind, had all this excitement going into this hunt for teal season and, uh, got set up, got in the morning, got there, got all the decoys set up to set the stage. It was Shay. I, Jared, Pappy, and then uh, Jared's son, Joe. I don't think, I think Dane showed up late because he was being a fool and got drunk and then didn't show up on time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He sh- yeah, he did. He definitely showed up later. So we're excited. Basically the understanding is, and this happens with uh, us hunting with kids, We, uh, our group likes to bring out a lot of kids because that obviously like bigger hunters, we like to get new hunters out. And one of those big things is getting kids out. Well, Joe is Jared's son. And if, you know, Teal come in, we'll let him land. And we'll give him his first, you know, swat at it just because he's a kid. And, you know, we're trying to give him the best chance possible. Right. So we're hunting. I think this is where Shay should take it off. Yes. So I'm sitting next to Joe because we're buds just hanging, waiting for some duck to come along. And we're getting set up, and, you know, when you're just sitting there for a while, you don't want to really hold your gun, so you set it in front of you. And we had, was Nala there? Nala was there. Yeah, Nala was there. Cause, so we had two dogs with us. Well, because Dane showed up later. So we t- we had two dogs. Yep. So we had two dogs in the blind, and we're just chilling. And all of a sudden, I hear, grab your gun, grab your gun. So I grab my gun really quick, and all of a sudden, I just hear Boone, which is Dane's dog, like, get up and just run and all of a sudden joe's like oh no and i look over and all of a sudden I'm like joe where's your gun he's like i don't know and i'm like what do you mean what do you know where's your gun he goes i don't know and he looks at me like pure fear or fury like his dad's gonna kill him he doesn't know where his gun is it literally was right there like one second ago and now it's gone and we're like looking around and we look out the blind and the dog dragged it out into the middle of the lake or pond, and his gun is flooded with water. So at this point, Joe just looks at Shay and she's like, shh, don't tell my dad. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a gun in the middle of the so, pond. So at this point, like, Jared didn't know, Pappy didn't know. It was just Nobody me and Joe. Did, just you and Joe. So a little bit later at this point, like, we got into some more ducks, right? So get your guns ready, boom, shot. Nala uh, went out and got uh, a couple of teal, brought him back. And I'm, so it, outside the blind, there's uh, Nala's dog hut. So I put Nala back in and I look over and I'm like, what, what is that? And it, it's a strap on Joe's gun, right? So I pick up this strap and I'm like, there's a gun attached to this. <laughs> and I pick it up and I'm like, who's, and I look over the blind and I'm like, whose gun is this? I thought everybody had their gun, so I was like, who else has been in this pond? So I 
was like, hey, <laughs> whose gun is this? And Jared just looks down and just rubs his head in his face. <laughs> and He's Joe like, is terrified. He's like, my dad's going to kill me. So we get back. We get the uh, gun back to Joe. And, you, you know, at this point, it's a family dynamic, and you're not trying to say anything, but you kind of want to listen and know what's going on. Right, you know? like, is he gonna, how's he going to react? Is he going to yell? Is he going to get <laughs> mad at the dog? What's going to happen here? And, and Jared, honestly, like, he's like, ah, Joe, you know, one of those things. But he was really wasn't that mad. Yeah. It was honestly, like, Pappy pops up and, like, Joe, where did your gun go? <laughs> like, what did you do to your gun? <laughs> and Pappy's just getting after him about it. And I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah man but jared actually was pretty chill he's like what are we gonna do to prevent this next time how are we gonna make sure a dog doesn't steal your gun and flood it and all this stuff he was educated and i was like wow that's a true dad i don't know if hunter would have done the same thing i think hunter would have uh kind of ripped some booty on that one you ain't lying on that one yeah i figured But it was pretty memorable, and we actually caught on video. If you guys haven't uh, seen our YouTube channel, that is all on camera and video, and it's pretty funny. So you'll have to check that out. I'm not sure which one it is. Do you remember what the title was? I believe it was opening to when it happened. Um, and I actually think we got the other part on video for uh, dropping from the heavens. I think we actually talked to Jared about it on our YouTube. If yeah. you guys haven't uh, subscribed to our YouTube, check it out at biggerandhunters.com. Just got into the load of content. So if you're looking for more content and more how-tos, check that out and hit subscribe. Yeah, so that's all we got for you guys today. Um, Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We appreciate you guys more than you know. And stick around because we have another great episode coming up here soon. Um, We want to, of course, thank you, our sponsors. And thank you for following at Big Red Hunters. Yeah, guys, make sure to follow some of our uh, sponsoring partners, the other guys, Outfitters, uh, Red Beer's Calls, Big Frig Coolers and Tumblers, Glory Visuals, Whitetail Taxidermy, Chaku Peru, and finally, Dital Photography. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, guys, for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to review it so other people and then share it with other people so they can hear it. Awesome. Love y'all. See ya. Bye.